You're listening to Praxis Makes Perfect by REI. Hi everyone, I'm Carol, one of the Senior Advisors for DEDI Education and Communications at the Center for Human Rights at York. And with us today is our placement student from Social Work. Please introduce yourself, Aria. Hi everyone, my name is Aria. I am doing my Master's in Social Work right now at York University. Thanks, Aria. So, our last podcast episode was not since last year, and it's been a bit hectic, but you're in for a treat for Black History Month. Ari and I actually sat down with Lisa Brown, who is York's new strategist and engagement specialist for Black inclusion. Now, for those of you who know the team and have listened to our podcast before, you will remember that Lisa, before her new appointment, was also part of our education team here at REI, and that actually she hosted some of our uh, very first episodes. Now, can you tell the good folks out there, in a nutshell, Aria, what this episode is about? So in this episode, Lisa talks about the Black Inclusion Framework at YU and the accompanying Black Inclusion Strategy and a bit of context. And we also talked to Lisa about uh, what is currently happening in terms of the framework and strategies implementation. Thanks, Aria. Now, before we play the interview, we would like to remind everyone to go and participate in ongoing Black History Month events happening throughout February. If you haven't already, please go check out the Ready Anti-Racism miniseries that is currently running. All of our Ready sessions are, of course, available on our website, and you can go straight to YouLearn. You can find them there to register for them. Thanks and happy listening. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. Back. Thank you. Lisa. Thank you so, Lisa, can you describe to us what the new role is all about? Sure. As you said, it's a, a lofty title, strategist and, community and uh, engagement specialist, focusing specifically on Black inclusion. So I'll take you back a little bit in that um, moment in our global history where the world uh, was able to see many of the issues that black folks speak about a mm. lot um, in that there are injustices that need to now be addressed um, through a wider lens um, with more leadership and really swift action. And so out of much of the you know global outcry came initiatives and action plans. And at York University, we wanted to do some work that centered on the Black experiences mm -hmm. here on campus. Mm -hmm. And there was a framework on Black inclusion developed. That framework spoke to, if you will, the values that York University holds. Also, the themes that if any framework is going to take on, you would want to see flow through. 
<laughs> so the framework looks at things like representation and the concern that you know black folks have in terms of being um, being able to show up in the space and feel included in the space. Another is actually safety out of that same idea when you're in this space, when you're taking up space, how safe do you actually feel to be your whole self? Um, another theme looks at community engagement, right? thinking about all the folks that are in and around this community, who comprises the community and what ways are we actually being intentional to ensure that you know, racialized, specifically black people within this community have not only access to an institution of learning like, like uh, York University, but also feel as though, again, when they come to this space, they have this sense of belonging. So just, just to give you a few of those themes, this framework really sets the tone for the institution as a whole to take up ideas to be implemented. Mm -hmm. That will strengthen the understanding and the, the need to have more inclusion, more senses of belonging for Black folks on the mm -hmm. campus. And then what we saw next was an action plan. And out of that action plan were some key things under each theme heading um, that would allow for accountability measures to be put in place. Mm -hmm. Thinking that, for example, my role was born out of the action plan, a role that has somebody actually taking a look at, paying attention to the implementation of some of the initiatives across the institution and the framework yeah. and how it's actually being taken up. So the long and short would be my role is really to have a, if you will, a face yes. to the work that needs to be done to support Black mm -hmm. inclusion, but also reporting on some of the initiatives that people are already keen to, to do, addressing some of the concerns and challenges that actually might exist. Because it's not to say that, again, this work is easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be a snappy title, <laughs> right? But this work certainly um, comes with a lot of layers complexity, um, concerns that we want to be mindful of, and having somebody dedicated to supporting in this area is key. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when when I think about the Black Inclusion Framework, right, it's like your roadmap, right? But at the same time, how do you get there, right? So the Black uh, Inclusion Action Plan actually uh it's more, how do I say it, uh, more tangible. You know, I can see uh, it has specific objectives. It even has monitoring of accomplishments. So has there been kind of um, a sense of how we're doing so far? I know this is kind of new, very new, uh, but have we done anything to, to, to monitor, you know, where is York at? You know what, we're in our second year of reporting. So, mm -hmm. for example, the action plan was rolled out in uh, November 2001. The framework was mm -hmm. actually rolled out uh, uh, yeah. March yes. of 2001. And so the first report was last year, March. 2021. You said 2001. Sorry, what is <laughs> I'm going to tell where my head is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, yeah, so March 2021 was yes. the framework. November Very 2021 new. Yes. was the action plan. The first report, right, the inaugural report where we checked in on yeah. some of the initiatives uh, was released last March. Oh, okay. 
Okay. So yeah, <laughs> that, that was the first report. And so this year we're also, uh, you know, into 2023, collecting information as to okay. where people are at, what mm-hmm. people are doing, what types of supports they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and also... As a community, how we can work together to achieve mm-hmm. some of these goals. Again, part of my role is to pay attention to, you know, everything that's happening. If yeah, if I, yeah. you know, if I am so inclined, like if I can really mm-hmm. understand everything that's happening, perhaps I can make the kinds of kinds of connections that'll help folks achieve what goal they might have struggled with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As a result of perhaps connecting with another person or thinking about the idea in a maybe a different way, mm-hmm. providing some types of insights that might move things forward. Mm-hmm. So as far as the opportunity to check in and monitor, it's being done. Um, we are still establishing how to frame and ensure that we set the kinds of benchmarks, the kinds of targets, and have implementations of the right tools to support the larger work. Yeah. So, for example, there isn't necessarily a dashboard. Oh, yeah. All of the information yeah. is collected yeah. Yeah. that everyone can access, mm-hmm. right? That hasn't been established yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we look forward to those opportunities. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because that will be where people can actually go to, you know, directly to see, you know, what what's happening in a faculty. Yeah, yeah. What's happening, you know, what's the responsibility of the Division of mm-hmm. Equity, People, and Culture? Or, for example the Center for Human Rights, Equity yes. and Inclusion mm-hmm. in relation to this work, right? Thinking about actually the, the Center for Human Rights, Equity and Inclusion, one of the key things that came out of that report was to reflect on the policies in place. Yeah. Because yeah. the framework doesn't set out to address how racism and discrimination is handled mm-hmm. because it relies on the policies that are in place yeah, at the yeah. institution, right? What we had in place before was a racism policy, right? Mm-hmm. That recently got superseded by a human rights policy. Mm-hmm. Part of that was led by the Center for Human Rights, Equity and Inclusion. Yeah. And so now it's, do we reflect on this new policy or sort of a, a revamping, if you will, yeah. of a particular policy and how it actually impacts black folks mm-hmm. on campus? Are mm-hmm. they actually aware of the yeah. policy? What it says in terms of how to address an issue. Or how is it going so far? Or right? how is it going? Yeah. Right? And so those questions we'll, we'll contemplate mm-hmm. as we go along. But nonetheless, it's that we need to still be reflecting and creating the kinds of tools and infrastructure mm-hmm. to basically support the framework, the action plan mm-hmm. um, on an ongoing basis. Because this is a five-year initiative, yeah. right? Thinking about wanting to center Black voices, center Black experience, and see different outcomes Yes. We've set it in motion for at least a five-year period. Mm -hmm. Are there any other universities doing something similar? Uh, Very many. Yeah? Okay. You've got, and in different iterations, right? So, like you've you've noted, diversity, inclusion, decolonization. Mm. Um, And some of these strategies are broader strategies across many um, institutions. Some have honed in on, for example, indigenous frameworks, mm-hmm, right? like mm-hmm. what we have at York as, as well, and, and um, black inclusion frameworks. So it is paying attention to the broad landscape within post-secondary institutions. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's telling mm-hmm. that as post-secondary institutions, there is this focus, right? Because, again, one of the themes um, and important things that 
your values is data. We need the information oh, yeah. Yeah. from data. So, for example, self-ID surveys, right, that talk about the experiences that many folks have across the campus. Mm -hmm. That information is helpful to prioritize resource allocation, mm -hmm. for example. And institutions are thinking about that, mm -hmm. right? Um, just as an example, if we have um, programs like BU, uh, which is Black Excellence at York University, oh, yes. thinking about success outcomes for Black students, mm -hmm. you're going to want to know how many Black students are you actually catering to? Yes. yes. Or how many, you know, how do you target what X number of Black students there mm -hmm. might be or self-identify as such? And so it is necessary that across these many institutions, when they're focusing specifically on Black inclusion work, they use that data, they use that information. And again, many of the other themes and categories that they might you know, think about initiatives in to really plant their feet and ensure that the actions are being taken and, and perhaps even collaborative, collaboratively, right? Mm -hmm. um, so for example, the Scarborough Charter, oh, okay. I'll throw that out there as another, um, it's another, Scarborough Charter was adopted yes. by several universities, mm -hmm. including, including York University, mm -hmm. as a broader um, strategy and takeaway across institutions mm -hmm. that can work together, you know, at a higher level. Right? Yes. To really ensure that institutions are doing what they say. Mm -hmm. Right. And giving the opportunities that are available. Mm -hmm. uh, so I want to say that across many institutions, they are indeed doing this work. Yeah. They've found ways to collaborate, work together, mm -hmm. but also as individual institutions, you think about what's going to work here, mm -hmm. you know? So... That's I, I like that you mentioned the need for a broader approach, right? It's not like uh, everything that we can address uh, is important only at the York level, right? Because there's clear connections, right? For, for instance, uh, if you want uh, you know more opportunities for, for black students to be able to, access York University, even if you say that it's already open, right? Yeah. But what's making them hesitate, right? right. Mm -hmm. What's what's the missing piece, right? Yeah. So that's where you go broad. And yeah, yeah and, I, and I like that you mentioned uh, that York works with other institutions. Yeah. What I'll say too um, is when you do this work, mm -hmm. if you're really being intentional about the idea of black inclusion. You have to make certain acknowledgements. Mm -hmm. One of those acknowledgements and key to this work is acknowledging the role that as an institution, we have played in upholding systems of oppression yes, for black exactly. folks. Yeah. The kind of anti-black racism that has existed in these spaces mm -hmm. has been extremely detrimental mm -hmm. to black folks coming into spaces like mm -hmm. this, deciding whether or not their entire careers, right, their yeah. livelihoods um, are worth it, if yes. you will, yeah. right? To deal with the heaviness of microaggressions or policies that really have been impactful to them specifically mm -hmm. or within the you know black community. And <clears throat> making that kind of acknowledgement yeah. broadly, mm -hmm. or at least from a higher level, can have an effect at institutions because yes. 
you don't have to do this work of saying it in different ways. If mm -hmm. you're saying it at the top and mm -hmm. it comes down, mm -hmm. it's it's it has the effect of making sure that we all are aware. Yeah having heard and said the same thing, and now moving into the actions. Yeah. It's like leadership by example. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So it is necessary to have that one voice, if you will, at yes. the top, where, again, we're talking about the impacts, right? The historical yeah. impacts of anti-Black racism, mm -hmm. right? And where we're now, as various institutions, you know, mm -hmm. where we're going. Mm -hmm. With that acknowledgement, though, understanding that the impacts are different for multiple people and for individuals, it has been taken up by, it, York is a very diverse place, so mm -hmm. the departments are diverse and the people within them are diverse. So it's been taken up and the understanding of that issue is uh, taken up by different departments and at different levels. Mm -hmm. So how would this framework and action plan kind of address that? Yeah. Um, good, good question. I think, again, if you look at the framework and you look at the action plans, some people might perceive them as very loose mm -hmm. or um, uh, flexible, maybe. Um, and then some people might say, you know what, they're very targeted or, you know, there's specific things that we want. What you want to be able to do with a framework and an action plan even is ensure that it can be adapted wherever it's going to be implemented. So within a division, you know, you recognize that going back to data, you have information within that division that's going to help you work towards what is key to change in that mm -hmm. division. Mm -hmm. Again, within a department, what things will we really need to pay attention to? Thinking about policy, you know, um, you know, the, the, the Center for Human Rights, Equity and inclusion is focused on the human rights policy. And so within that department, working specifically to change the policy in an effective way was an area of focus that really spoke to the actions coming out of this plan. Perhaps other departments weren't necessarily thinking about that particular policy. Perhaps they're thinking about, you know, the um, healthy workplace policy, right? And making changes there because that's what they're focused on. So the implementation of the framework should be adaptable wherever it's sort of, you know, um, situated. Mm -hmm. and so yeah. that's that's really where you can say a framework and action plan can 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 fit or can work mm -hmm. where it doesn't confine it. Right? It really allows for you to take it up and say, you know what, this applies to me, yeah. or this applies to again this unit division and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, I might say. One of the themes, again, is representation. Yeah. You're looking at representation of students. You're looking at representation of staff, mm -hmm. non-academic staff, and faculty, mm -hmm. right? What does the, does the division of students have to focus on as it relates to representation and students um, coming from Black communities? What do they have to focus on to perhaps increase access opportunities mm -hmm. for students to feel like when they're coming into these spaces, they can thrive. When, when black staff are being hired, what do human resource mm -hmm. departments have to pay attention to as it relates to yes. recruiting, mm -hmm. as it relates to onboarding, or the entire employee life cycle, mm -hmm. career development, mm 
promotions, things of that nature, right? Human resources is going to take up a whole different perspective, perhaps, than thinking about student perspective, right? Coming from the division of students, right? And faculty, right? Faculty affairs is thinking about if we're going to have targeted black hiring, what are we setting up within the institution to support, yeah. you know, black yeah. faculty? Yeah. Are we thinking about how we do their research? Who's actually interested in research and who we might have to reach out to and develop relationships with to fund the type of research that comes from black theorists. Yeah. Those things are where, again, the framework presents a backdrop. Yes. And you work within that backdrop to make the kinds of um, implementations. I won't just say changes necessarily, because sometimes um, it could be an overhaul yeah, yeah. Or sometimes it's just that little tweak. Yes. Because now you've become sensitive or at least aware of and and perhaps informed by community mm-hmm. that yeah. that change cuts across everything. Mm-hmm. Right? I I like the way you describe how, you know, it can it can require many levels of intervention because um so this is my impression, you know, we uh, a lot of institutions like your, York University have put in a lot of effort making the hiring recruitment process yeah. more equitable. But the problem is, do we retain right. the faculty, for example, yeah. right? So uh, what you mentioned about um, thinking about ways to ensure everybody's thriving and that, you know, the, the people who are historically excluded uh, actually find their spot, right? And like it here and stay. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a big piece, right? Absolutely. So so I wanted to ask also about specific events and programs that you see coming up, you know, in the pipeline for our Black Inclusion Framework. Right. Quite a number of things that um, <clears throat> I won't detail specifically mm-hmm. because they haven't been released yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it will be released in the report upcoming. Um, the second annual report should be expected um, February, end of March, mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. Um, but nonetheless, there are quite a number of things and initiatives that folks have been up to and what they're planning for. So I might say that, for example, um, the I had talked about it briefly, is the Black Excellence mm. York University. So they have um, a success coordinator right, that's been hired who's really taking up this idea of... Um, supporting students in their walk through the institution Mm -hmm, or their mm -hmm. journey through the institution. What does success look like to them? How Mm -hmm. is it actually sort of created within the, you know, the idea of, um, of black excellence, Mm -hmm. right? And then what does that mean for, again, their career outcomes and moving forward? Mm -hmm. Perhaps they're interested in academia. Mm -hmm. Perhaps they're interested in, you know, professional degree or careers and so forth. What can that success coordinator work towards yeah. to establish, you know, programming and initiatives that will best suit uh, students in the Black community? Um, that said, thinking about even recruitment mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. be something that, you know, our admissions offices are paying attention to. Really trying to focus in on, you know, what was our strategy and approach before with respect to admission? Mm-hmm. What needs to be implemented changed yeah thought through a little bit deep deeper mm-hmm. um as it relates to access to this institution mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Are we missing anything and should we add it? And if we add it, do we pilot it in a particular way? And so those are the kinds of things that are happening mm -hmm. with respects to, um, say, students. Um, thinking about staff, the same thing I mentioned, recruitment mm -hmm. and hiring. People are paying attention to, you know, the kind of hiring audits or um, audits that go beyond hiring and, yeah. you know, think about the, the entire employee life cycle mm -hmm. and changes you know, to say, for example, interview processes mm -hmm. will be necessary. Changes to, you know, um, the process of accessing career promotion, you know, will be a part of, you know, what next steps are being taken yeah. within some of the units. Um, faculty, again, not just hiring um, and perhaps having them being tokenized. Right. Yeah. Just to say, you know, we've taken up these hires and now they're, you know, in place. But what has changed or what has been has been made better mm -hmm. even with black thought, you know, now coming to the forefront, if you will, right? Black experiences being centered through research mm -hmm. ideas, right, in theory. And and those um will be some of the the benefits, some of the initiatives, some of the strategic goals mm -hmm. that will help when it, you know, when it comes to really not just checking off, you know, a mm. box to say this is the activity and we're done, yep. it's all complete, yep. but really to say the experiences of Black folks that live, work, and play on this campus mm -hmm. um, can now be seen in a particular in a particular light. Yeah. And I, I do remember when we do our trainings, right, at REI, we always emphasize that all of these initiatives are an ongoing thing, you know, they're part of our learning institutionally, but also personally, right? Um, so if I were a part of the, your community, what would you uh, recommend would be a good you know, set of things to do it need not be an exhaustive list to get involved, right, in, in Black inclusion. Uh, maybe review the framework, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a very short document, but it gets to the it gets to the point, right? But are there any recommendations you would you would uh, list for our listeners? Sure. I mean after reading through the framework and the action plan, people will get a sense of the direction that the institution wants to go in. Yeah. They can always inform on that. You know, what What are your thoughts? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I'm, I'm open yeah. to hearing what folks just have to say mm -hmm. in, uh, in general. There is a council that will be focusing on some of the initiatives too, and, and it is in place um, and, and doing some work as well. I think, for example, for students, getting involved in some mm -hmm. of the activities, right? So whether that be through clubs across the university, yes. whether that be through, as I said, you know, access to the Black Excellence at York. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. So looking at, um, you know, seeing what the success coordinator may have to offer. Mm -hmm. um, for, for staff, we have a Black Staff Network mm -hmm. now at mm -hmm. the university, getting connected there there will be networking opportunities professional development opportunities yeah. through that network and i think it will be a great way to really have folks see across the institution you know what's happening you know who's who how to connect um how to again gain a sense of belonging and have a safe space 
mm-hmm. um, within within the institution to speak on issues that will create greater you know safe spaces, yeah. but also um, perhaps implement the kinds of improvements that might be necessary. Uh, I think you know other things that folks can do is. Um, my thought there i'll help you it starts with r-e-d-d-i <laughs> well, of course, plugging are, plugging the program of course people are always going to be connected to <laughs> you know, the educational office and learning um dialogue we want you back <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't feel like I've, I've been far removed because i think that you know what, this work is like dovetailing. Yes, yes. A lot of the work that's being done. Especially with the toolkit. I'm, I'm imagining mm-hmm. there's some room in there uh, to take up black the Black Inclusion Framework. Yeah, you know what, I think that um, when we think about DEDI work, mm-hmm. it can be so broad, but you can also be very specific. Yeah, if there's yeah. key things that need to be focused on, you can very much do it through a broader strategy. Yeah. And again, I go back to the point that yeah. this framework allows for some flexibility in that mm-hmm. and just like the DEDI strategy will mm-hmm. allow for the kinds of flexibility where you feel like you know what this work goes hand in hand with other mm-hmm. work and so actually another point to say that I'm hoping that at some point we'll create communities of practice wow yeah, yeah perhaps DEDI yes but you know in my work specifically looking at black inclusion mm-hmm. thinking about how again Many institutions, post-secondary institutions, can come together to yes. be talking about Black inclusion work um, within the institution. We can be talking yeah. about Black inclusion work. Because so, we could learn from each other's so lessons learned, learn right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think that, you know, in the effort to stay close mm-hmm. to the information, but also to the impact, yes, will be to, you know, get involved in some of what's happening across the campus. As you said, first start with reading the, the framework and action plan, get involved, yeah. and then you know see what, what it might mean for that individual, right? Because I think many people want the kinds of um, forward movement you know, initiatives to work, right? We wanna see the outcomes uh, to work across the institution. And so again, what's our role in that? And really yeah. mapping that out can be helpful. All to say, um, there there are different things that folks can do. There's, you know, th- we're not short on the work. Yes. <laughs> Volunteer in your EDI committee. Absolutely. Right? And well, the EDI. And then, if, you know, if, if committees haven't gotten started, what can get started, right? Because yeah. some folks have, you know, across the institution, there's many faculties that have a DEDI mm-hmm. uh, council already up and going, and there's, you know, plans in place, if that hasn't been the case across the institution for a particular unit or what have you, yeah, are you keen mm-hmm. to get something started or if it not be in that context or that approach, what approach can you take? Yes. Yeah. Or who can, who can, who or what can be leveraged, mm-hmm. you know, in those instances? What I love what you mentioned, if there's like a community of practice, because that's like a forum where you share you know, lessons learned, this is what we tried, this is what was hard, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of folks, you know, 
doing stuff on their own, for instance. We know a lot of, we get a lot of requests from individual professors, yeah. you know, yeah. wanting to uh, address issues at the classroom level for their course. Uh, sometimes we've even, you know, introduced other professors who didn't know they were in the same college. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. were doing that too? <laughs> I was doing it with graduate students, you know, so you know who you are, but yeah. they're doing amazing work, but... It was so great to get them together. Precisely. Yeah, and sometimes right. you don't even realize that you're making those kinds of connections mm-hmm. for folks. But when you do, you real you then say, Oh yeah, that is part of my role yeah, too. Makes sense. Or that's beneficial for you know what it is that we're doing. Uh yeah, we can't think about that too lightly because yes. um, as I said, we're a huge institution. Right? Yeah, yeah. We are a mini city. <laughs> exactly. Evidence by how I got Aria lost on the way here <laughs> to visit you. <laughs> you're, you're looking for me. <laughs> Maybe I was just drawn to the business building. Or <laughs> we need funding for inclusion, we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that you're definitely on, on target with that. Like, there are many folks that we could support. With just making connections. Yes, and, yes. You know, kind of and even the places. stories of how to do stuff, you know, mm-hmm. because uh, th- those professors we introduced, you know, had a lot of insights. I could listen to them all day discuss yeah. pedagogy mm-hmm. about, you know, discussing equity issues in the classroom. And I was like, yeah. I'm taking notes here. <laughs> I'm learning from you. They requested for us to be in their classroom, but they'd actually put in a lot of thought into yeah. this, right? So yep. other professors, fa- teaching faculty yeah. would be very interested, yeah. right? Absolutely. Speaking of learning from each other, I'm wondering, this is probably, I am imagining it's not a clear, clean <laughs> process. It's probably a very messy process and it's a learning process, right? Yeah. I'm wondering if, you, if there's anything like key that you've learned throughout this process of development and implementation. Um... As far as learning, you know, we're all constantly learning about process. For me, I'm always learning about, you know, how to do things within, you know, again, the concept context of institutional change. Yeah. And <clears throat> even just reaching out to folks, right? Mm-hmm. Reaching out to folks to inquire about some of the initiatives, learning about those initiatives and what impacts they begin to have across the institution has been beneficial for me in my approach to this work because I recognize, okay, you know, if, if something is happening, you know, um, again, if, if we're thinking about having a success coordinator who can really be focused on what the journey looks like for first generation, you know, black students coming onto campus, how can I best support that? What can I think of when we're thinking about creating space for black students to feel a sense of belonging, not just to like get their work done, but to really navigate this big beast, Mm -hmm. right, of an institution. I I don't say beast, but, you know, as a a bad term, but (laughs) just saying that it's it's, it's massive, right? Yes. I remember my first experiences as a a post-secondary student. Yes. And my sisters, like my older sisters, had been through post-secondary. And it was even daunting and overwhelming for me. Mm -hmm. 
right? And I had various contemplations too. So knowing that we now have the kinds of infrastructure and supports in place yeah. is important for me to now communicate to others who might be going through different types of struggles because it wasn't in the same frame yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me as it is for many of these students. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think learning about what's actually happening within this big institution and being able to speak to those things in a way that can be helpful to, again, the masses or even in one in person um, has been valuable. Yeah. yeah. It is a labyrinth. I'm also <laughs> still learning. As you know, Aria, I got you lost. <laughs> so, um, and, and the systems too, you know, who would be a good person to talk to when you're developing something. Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us, Lisa. Hopefully, this is not the last uh, episode. We will reach out to you for updates and also, you know, sending you off. You're going to be on maternity leave. <laughs> yes. But thank you very much. Thanks, Aria. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so smart questions. <laughs> thank you. I was running out. <laughs> I was like, I was thinking about what am I having for lunch today? <laughs> and because York, York is such a labyrinth, I have a variety of choices out there. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm currently in mentorship right now. Oh. I'm going to put the network. So, I'm going to put the network. 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 I'm going to put the network.